This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get to the phone lines. We've got some regulars waiting for us. 916-909-1320. Let me also mention you're listening to D-Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento. 98.5 FM KRX QHD2 Sacramento ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Big Al. What's happening, baby? Dilo, let me tell you, when you speak truth, you do speak it. Sometimes you get like, God bless you, you speak truth. I am not in that category of the people you're naming. You are absolutely dead on right when you say all the hackneyed expressions over the years, back to the days when I was playing ball, all that nonsense. You are absolutely dead on right. So good for you. Thank you for reminding people saying that. It will be the Kings will do it because they played well. You pointed that out. I will tell you this, and it's, of course, what you'd expect. NBA Today, they did not even talk about your and my Sacramento Kings. I mean, they just they just glossed over it, and they threw in their new five, and you can imagine who they put up now in the top one, two because of all these activities. Uh, and, of course, my Lakers are not there either, and I, I can understand that because mm. there's a lot for them to prove. Are they better? Yeah. I don't even care if they're better for this year. Did they get younger and more athletic and possibly better if they can keep their people healthy? Yeah, they did. And did they ship out your beloved player? Thank you, Jesus, they did. Thank you. It's uncalled for. See, Big Al, you had me there for a second because I personally believe every call should start the way Big Al's call started. (laughs) Everyone should call and tell me how great I am and how smart I am, but then Big Al ruined it. Mm. Skip had, Bryson had Damien like uh, Randy Orton. Oh yeah, <laughs> then he hit me with an RKO. <laughs> Use my own finisher on me. Skip Bryson here nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's happening, Bryce? Hey man, I'll acknowledge you, Damien. One in the air. There you go. That's oh, my God. guy. There we go. <laughs> the thing is, is yeah, do we want? I mean, I think it's the thing that happens every time trade deadline in in any sport. You know, we want to see somebody new. We want to see you know, an air quote improvement or, you know, there's, it's just part of it. And the thing that I've been thinking about since this whole thing stopped is sure. Maybe they didn't do anything to some people, you know, there's maybe the Kings didn't make a move. They didn't, but there's something to be said with the Kings staying with their continuity, staying with, you know, everything that they've been doing, these teams, all these trades, all these things that happened that, that have shaken up the rest of the division and the rest of the West, all those guys, there's going to be a week, maybe two. They got to readjust, right? They got to figure out who does what and how this guy plays this, you know, it's where this guy likes his pass. Like, the Kings don't have to do any of that. If they can take advantage of everyone trying to find their own groove again and just stay consistent, it really doesn't matter what they do. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's enough time left in the season for, for them to do it. I'll tell you one thing that, that, did relieve me. I, I think I mentioned this on the on the pre-show stream. I don't think we've said it here since the show's actually started. I am relieved Golden State didn't make a move, a, a, ma- a major, a, a, a major move. Yeah, because yeah. it felt like they had the assets to do it, and uh, I, I thought that that could be one that's because I already think the Warriors are 
really tough. Uh, tough, that, like they're good? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, without Steph Curry, I, I, I don't think they got enough. But I don't think they're going to finish the season without Steph Curry. And they never went on the road. They yeah, never. I, they can't defend. They got the. They got a lot of the same problems the Kings have, except they can't score. They've been at a able, high enough level. I, 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 I could absolutely be wrong. They've been able to win without Steph in the most recent months, though. At home. Well, that's yeah. That's they, that's not, I, 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 But, that's but they're like enough. seven and two. But that's not. That's not enough, though. That's not enough to just win the games at home. That that stretch that they had when they were winning with Steph was like a seven game homestand. They're cool at home. They're atrocious on the road. They're like the worst team in basketball on the road, outside of probably Houston and San Antonio. They're the worst. They cannot team in win contention. on the road, and they give up like, like 130, a, like by a lot. Yeah, and and that was with Steph. They can't win on the road without him. So I, I understand what you're saying. They had a lot of assets to make moves to kind of solidify themselves. I I under I understand completely what you're saying that them not making a move was a good look. I kind of feel the same way about Memphis. I know they got Luke Kennard, but Memphis, I feel like they had a lot to work with to go get an OG or something like that, and they decided not to do that. So, I don't know how long Steph is out, Brody, but it, it looks like there's a – it looks like starting s- Saturday. What's today, Thursday? Thursday. Yeah, they don't play again until Saturday. Lakers on Saturday, huh? Yeah, yeah. starting Saturday – Two, four, oh, you mean six, seven? They got like seven of the next ten at home. Oh, you mean to tell me, uh, Lakers, Warriors, like uh, these teams are going to play each other? Somebody's got to lose. Well, no, right? I, I get, I get, not, I, I, I know what, no, 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 I, I know what point you're making. <laughs> I'm just saying, the point I was making, they're playing a lot of games at home. I mean, they got, they got, they got games at home. They still got to win those games without. Okay, all right. I just, I, I broadcast. I don't think, I don't think the Warriors are making the top six. Okay. I, th- I, I maybe they're not, but I think they're going to make life difficult for a lot of people. Mm. All right, let's get Ramsey in here. Ramsey, talk to me. Here, here, here's where where I, my whole take: the Kings are in a position of strength. They played 54 games to get themselves to third place, and every team that's made a move are teams trying to chase the Kings mm. and catch the Kings. The Kings are in a position of strength. They built up enough equity. To have, to have teams try to chase and try to get past them, the Kings just need to keep, keep pace. I mean, people people are sounding like they did last year when the Kings traded Tyrese Halliburton for the mouth of Simone. It's like doom and gloom, woe is me. No, the Kings are in a position of strength. That's where the positivity is. That's where you need to take, take some form of strength. Everyone has to catch the Kings other than Denver and Memphis. And Memphis, we don't know what they're doing. So the Kings, all they need to do is just continue on the same path, and they'll be just fine. Yeah. All right, Ramsey. I hear you, Ramsey. Appreciate I hear you, you. Yeah. Look at Ramsey coming in here measured. And... <laughs> oh, that's a good question, Rob W. What is Ramsey driving by? <laughs> How do we? Ah, that's, my, that's, that's E-me. How do we not ask Ramsey? Marie's Donuts. Doing? Probably. Hey, I got I got a question for you because I was looking at the at the Warriors uh, road schedule. Okay. You think they get to ten road wins? They're at seven. Yeah. Come on, you mean on the season? On the season. Well, look, Come I only on, asked man. that. I, I, I don't you know that. it's basketball gets tougher after the after the All Star <laughs> break. They're going to get better magically just because of the time on the calendar. <laughs> I ask it. So look, this is this is why I asked the question because these are the road games they have left: the Clippers, the Lakers, the Lakers, mm-hmm. the Thunder, the Grizzlies, the Clippers, the Hawks, the Grizzlies, 
the Rockets, the Mavericks, Denver, Sacramento, and Portland. They're getting to 10 wins. Stop it. (laughs) Stop that. The only game in there is is the Rockets, where I'm like, yeah, that'll that'll be the only game they'll favor is the Rockets. That might be true. Atlanta? (laughs) I think Atlanta will be favored. All right. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. I I just looked at it like, damn. I'm 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 working myself into frustration for no reason right now because now hey <laughs> now you're making fun of schedules and you're looking at all this not, stuff and I'm, I started, I'm starting to think about like why do why do we why do we do this thing where we say that you know basketball changes it oh you know playoff basketball it's so much harder as if it's like some mythical time <laughs> of the year and people don't provide context to that context to that the reason playoff basketball is tougher. It's because you're playing the same team Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Literally, it is the same exact game you played 82 times before. You're just playing the same team over and over and over again. And that scenario makes the situation more difficult. Mm. It's not, oh, it's it play. Kenny, you know, you know, playoff basketball. God, we're stupid. You know, we're so stupid. It, it's funny you say that because Jesse a, wants a week off to go to the Celtics parade at this point. Like, <laughs> we, it, it is, things, 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 it's things funny are crazy. You say that because I, I thought about like, um, it, it, this goes into another uh, ism or whatever, and I, and I and I do think there's like something to it, but I was when when the Niners were in the NFC Championship game, and Brock Purdy, like the the thought was. Brock Purdy, he never played in nothing like this. Mm-hmm. He never had seventy thousand fans screaming at him. Oh, he ain't re- he ain't, he ain't done it. He ain't never been here. So, do you think Iowa versus Iowa State was not pressure filled? <laughs> I, I thought about that because, and it's different, right? It is different. I understand. But I went to a high school game last night. Franklin versus Consumed Oaks. You don't think that was pressure filled for those kids playing out there? With the back gym and everybody's good. Like, these people, people have played in pressure moments. People have played in playoff atmospheres. People have played, now in these situations, teams in back-to-back games. Hmm. Like, it, it happens. There is a bit of an adjustment, so I don't want to completely dismiss it. But it's not something that, like, takes you forever to adjust to. It re- it's really not. Like, if you're... A lot of the stuff with with my uh with my experiences, the most nervous I've ever been <laughs> on a basketball court. You want to know the ner- most nervous I've ever been on a basketball court hmm. is when I was playing pros versus Joes, and I had a free throw that would have made weighed us fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> hmm. That was nervous. After when we was playing against the pros, it was like awkward for the first two three minutes. It was like we playing. When you play playoff games, when you play big games. Yeah, there's this nervous energy at first. Ball gets going after a while, then you're just playing basketball. It's basketball. It's football. It's sports. It's whatever. Like, you just start but playing. But it's past the all-star break, <laughs> so it's different. <laughs> I swear to God, if James Ham says that tomorrow, hey, look, I'm getting in that brown pickup truck. Schedule, schedule's brutal. It's brutal. He hit all the bingo card <laughs> notes yesterday. Ramsey with the with a nice little quote here. Kings are six and two in many series games so far this year. That is a good note. Yeah, that's a real good note. Uh, was 
<laughs> Soren. Casey Bingo. When I was on Bros versus Joe's. <laughs> no, I'm calling Cap. You don't Shut bring the hell that up. up. Soren. I'm I'm calling Cap Soren. Kenny Kenny doesn't bring that up very often. Well, I was nervous at that free throw. You bring up the you bring up the 49ers having 12 Super Bowls more often than you bring up Pros versus Joe's. I'm almost I'm almost putting this last one in there too. You can't do that. I'm almost with it. I'm not they allowing a quarterback. Come on, man. Okay. They, 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 okay. They didn't you, have you a quarterback. Can. So they just would have beaten Kansas City? I don't know. The team that they I, I, lost I 44 well, to. All, all of these things aren't in the Super Bowl. But yet you continue to give them Super Bowl rings for them. I said They can't possible. even make a sweater big I enough. Said, but uh, poor possible. poor Butcher Boy can't even get a sweater with the KC rings on it. They're all possible. There ain't enough cloth They're all for possibles. It. There is a possibility that they could have 11. Well, the Kings would have finished with 50 wins had they gotten Mason Plumley. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, hey, the, hey, can, can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. Because I think this was brought up. Um, you know, let's get Jamel first. I, I, let's get Jamel, and then and then we'll go to it. Jay, what's going on, man? What's up, KC? What's up, DLR? I appreciate you guys, man. I'm out here at work. You know, I listen to you guys all the time. Appreciate your show. Thanks what's for taking my guy? call. I just, I just want to say to all them Sacramento fans – that are stressing and sweating, man. Let's speed up to what is it? Late, late, late April, early May. Let's light the beam already, man. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna say it right now. Let's go, baby. I'm yes, sir, right Jamil. Because I don't know what they're watching. NBA, it's a long season, man. People get hurt. I'm not worried about that KD trade. If people haven't watched basketball the last three years, KD plays what 60, 70 percent of every NBA season the last three seasons. I ain't worried about KD, man. He's He's, he's, he's at the pit stop, man. He needs to change a couple tires, man. That's where he's at in his career right now. I'm not worried about KD. They, they, they're going to make some noise. I'm not worried about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Memphis is the only team that I've been watching that just – they're just scrappy, man. They just – they don't go away. Memphis yeah. is the team that I'm – I don't want to play in the playoffs. And, and if the Warriors start on the uprise, maybe them those are the two teams that I'd say I'd, I don't want to say afraid of, but, you know, they're a problem. Mm-hmm. They're a problem to me, but – uh. Just want to voice my opinion. All, all those fans that you know are worried about us not making a trade, man. Speed up to to to, you know the the, the back part of April. Light the beam, man. That's what's up. Trust <laughs> the beam. Love, Appreciate you, Jamil. That's good yes, stuff, sir. man. Appreciate yes, the love. Hey, look, man. And and, and another thing. Some of y'all need to light the beam right now. Go light it. Light it. Damn it. Um, the Kings. Ramsey brought up a good point as well. Hmm. Kings have done their job. They've done their work early. Right, they've they've eaten their vegetables, mm. right? Because this still holds true. They're eight games over five hundred. Worst case, I'm not saying this is the worst case scenario, but let's just say you f- you play five hundred ball the rest of the way, you finish the season eight games over, and that's because of the work you did right now. If the Kings were five hundred right now, like yeah, you you'd be worried. Like yeah, uh, I don't know, but no, they've done their they've done their work early. They're putting put themselves in a position where if they just play as good as they've done all year long, you got a playoff team, man. Come on now. I want to talk a little bit about the game last night. Hey. Olivia Christian joins us. Sarah Hodges after that. Matt George after Batty that. Batty Thursday. We'll get back to the phones. We'll keep you updated on what's going on at King's practice as well. Uh, so much more ahead it's Dilo and KC here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 
CeeLo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app. Live on YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe buttons if you're watching. We're live on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. 98.5 FM HD. If you're scrolling through Twitter, you see us. If you're scrolling through Facebook and you see us on Facebook Live, wherever you are, we appreciate you so much for being with us. The trade deadline has came and went. And I don't know. Come and gone. Came and went. Come and gone. I, I I don't know. The outcome is still exactly the same, though. Sacramento Kings didn't make any moves, and everybody has different feelings about that. Uh, we welcome in the host of the game last night, Cap, and soon-to-be host of She Got Next. Okay. Olivia okay. Christian. Okay. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's actually, let's let's take a break from talking about the Kings not making a trade and trying to calm everybody down and talk about the fact that the Sacramento Kings actually got a victory last night. Let's very literally oh talk about the game last night. Um, hey, I'll take it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I didn't, a win is oh, win. I didn't even think it twice. A win is a win. <laughs> I, I we'll was, take the W. I was so set, oh, on that team losing in those final seconds that when they finally stole the it was just like, Psh, I don't care. I'll right. take it. I Houston tried their best to give that game away multiple times. Please take one. Like you were fighting so hard. They stayed in the game of the, the Kings. You know, I always say it's so hard to beat those teams that you're expected to beat. Those teams that are in 12th, 11th place who are just having fun, trying to figure each other out. They have nothing to lose. And at the tail end of a road trip that was, you know, super long for them. I, I, I understood why it was a challenge in a way, um, but they got lucky. The Rockets gave that game away. They got mm-hmm. lucky, and we'll take the W when we can get it. That's fine with us. I'm not That's tripping fine. off. Yeah, I'm not tripping off that at all. Had me walk around down the street today like uh, Jay Versace. I don't know about that Jay Versace when he walking. He just <sighs> feeling good, feeling great. Y'all don't know about that. Ap- apologies to the entire radio audience right now. Well, I mean, y'all gotta y'all gotta <laughs> get outside. That. That is, that's not that's not my fault that y'all don't know who Jay Versace is. He was no, over I meant the movement that you just that, the made physical that movement you yes. were displaying. People can't you know physical movement doesn't quite. It's like so, like sometimes I wonder do people look down at the Odyssey app or just like look at the radio when we start doing all of these visual bits that we do on the show. <laughs> uh, no man, I felt great last night. I felt great after that win. Um, and hidden in the gift that was given by the Houston Rockets. Kings actually did make some plays down the stretch. De'Aaron Fox, I thought that steal on Jalen Green was huge. I think it was a – They were down five at that game. point, yeah, I thought Yeah, I thought it might have been five, too. So it might have been a five-point game. Houston had the ball with around a minute to go. And De'Aaron Fox uh, picks his pocket, you know, and goes in for a score and makes it a one-score game with, mm-hmm. a, I think, about 50 seconds to go. Yeah. That was a huge play. Yeah. That was a big play. And then that they came play, down into some shots uh, l- later on in that last minute as well. That play followed by Keegan's charge. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't need to make that run. I can't recall the player who did it. Obviously a young guy trying to KJ do something in the last few seconds. Yeah, it was KJ Martin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you, you could have dished that. You could have yeah. dribbled it out, but you tried to go hard and Keegan stepped in. That was another op- – that, that was them trying to give the game away. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I was walking around feeling happy after the end of that game. Like, yeah, but I, know, I was I like, all right, that. a win is a win. Like if a team is going to put it on a platter for you, foul you with 0.7 seconds left so you can take three, we'll take it. We'll take it. Always always be happy with the win. 
Always. I'm always happy after a win. Can we sing? You know, one thing that's interesting to me about Darren Fox, and this is a conversation I think that I'm sure you guys have had, and, you know, he clearly has the ability to turn it on, turn it off, dial it up, dial it down, whenever he feels like it. Mm. Last week when James was here, I was asking, like, why aren't teams doing a better job preparing to handle De'Aaron Fox and you know sometimes they're limited in their ability to do that or they just don't game planning in a way that I think could really kind of tie him up at least a little bit at least take some seconds off the shot clock now I'm not advocating for it I just think it's wild that they still haven't adjusted but one thing that came to mind last night was you know in thinking about how long this season is De'Aaron Fox is really smart about how he conserves his energy like, I don't like it all the time when he's saving it for the fourth quarter. It seems like he's saving it. for. I'm like, why do you only show up then? But it's a long season. It's a long game. And it seems to me that as he's improved, as he's gotten more, um, you know, years in the league, he's learned how to be able to turn it on, turn it off when he needs to come up with big plays like that steal last night and really be able to change the game or seal the deal and, and have a win like that. I think as an organization, the fact that Coach Brown, you know, weeks ago I talked about how he shared that they try to have these mini seasons. Mm. Um, every five games is a mini season. The goal is to win three out of them and, and and have those incremental wins and prove in incremental ways and have some longevity to the season where there's a big fall off after the break. So I think individually, Darren Fox obviously is the heart and soul of this team in terms of like his ability to just create for himself and others. They miss him a lot when he's gone, but I, I like the way that he's approaching the game. I like the way that the team is continuing to approach these wins. It is difficult to to win against teams who can just throw up anything, and it's a win-win scenario because it's a learning process for them. But I think, by and large, the Kings, who are continuing to be the best road team in the Western Conference, have done what it takes. And um, I, I think they deserve this break. They got a couple more before they can take a breather, but I'm, I'm impressed with the fact that they've had such a great season thus far. And again, have been pacing themselves in a way that I think they've set themselves up for more success on the back end. Mm. I think one thing about De'Aaron that, you know, cause we talk about the, you know, fourth quarter Fox, he was five of nine last night for 13 points in the fourth quarter. And every single one of those points in the two point victory obviously is massive, but I, 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 we talk about the turning it on, turning it off thing, and we've talked about that so much this year. We were talking about it as recently as a couple of weeks ago, and I think the very next game he came out and he had a massive first quarter. Mm-hmm. I think what De'Aaron does a lot is, because I do believe he has a very high basketball IQ, he gets a feel for the game. And I I, I don't know that this is written in like a 2022-2023 Sacramento Kings playbook, but it feels like it's Domas quarter one, Fox in quarter four, and let's figure out the rest along the way. I think his, you know, you could see, you could see varying levels of aggression, but I think he always is trying to work within the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very rare that he comes out in quarter one and goes, "Yeah, I got to set the tone here in a massive way." And he did it a, a, when they needed it a couple of games ago, and it was it was massive for them. Mm-hmm. I agree. That I think that's an accurate assessment. Taking a step back and looking at how he approaches the game, I think he's he's got that high basketball IQ. And as a team, all of them are really trying to get each other going. So if he were to come out and just try, you know, take over the game and set the piece, it's not really setting up his the other teammates for success. So because if they do clamp down on him, you want to be able to have space and time for Domas to be able to get off and have Metu. And obviously, when uh, my homeboy comes in. 
King King, he needs to be able to step in and be effective as well. So it seems as if he is setting the table for all of them. And when it's time to eat, he will eat. And the rest of the team, again, in these five mini seasons that they're having, all of these little games, I think they are are building up a good um, strategy. They're implementing it well, and they're they're spreading the love throughout the roster. When the bench can come in and there's no drop-off, or if the bench comes in and it's a step up, like last night, they were really producing uh, for the, you know, Domas was in foul trouble, so Metu and the rest of them, they had to be able to come in and keep the pace. And I, I think they're continuing to do that. And it's all just muscle memory. You know, when you keep going through these scenarios, it's it's helping to build emotional confidence with everybody. It's camaraderie. They're playing together as a team, but it's all becoming muscle memory for them too. So it's a given when these situations come up, they can all be effective. They stay ready so they don't have to get ready. And I think clearly that Aaron Fox can do that too. Yeah. Quick note, um, Lakers, Bucks tonight, Mm -hmm. LeBron James out. Mm. Mm. So just – Bucks, Lakers tonight. LeBron James out. Mm-hmm. Just putting it out there. Just because everyone was in a panic earlier about, oh my God, here come the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, they got a game to play tonight, and the King is out. He's resting his greatness. I'm just having call right and, now. And that's, I, a, that's a loss. Like Russ isn't playing tonight. No, I'm a guess. Malik and Vanderbilt. All of them, I'm guessing that's not a go tonight. So, no Thomas Bryant, Giannis. Gonna need you to handle business Do work. tonight. Do work. Handle business. As as a as a game, they all count. So you can think what they want mm-hmm. about the future. This one counts just the same, just like yesterday counted for the Kings. It did. You know what I mean? It so, counts. So it's a W, baby. That's what it is, and we throwing up the W. And every and with every game, we get closer to the end. Mm. So all oh, this, is that how this works? I think. Well, you know, if the season started today, Kenny. <laughs> Kings would finish I, 10. I think all this, Ugh. oh, got to be gotta be ready because it's about to get crazy. Hey, one game closer to the end. It's not like these, it's not, this ain't a baseball schedule. They don't, <laughs> after 50 games, they don't have 100 games left. Mm-hmm. You got about 20 games, 25 games or so to get this thing right. So I look at the Kings. Olivia, you said something there that I completely agree with you. They're starting to, uh, and not starting to, I think they already have it, but they have confidence Every single time out, no matter the scenario, no matter the situation, I bet to a man, you go down, um, go down that roster, go down that bench, and if you ask those guys, with the minutes go down five, did they think the game was over? No, absolutely not. Get a stop, get a steal, um, you know, get a bucket. We hit threes, whatever. Like they, they have supreme confidence in their ability as a team, and. I think that needs to be accounted for when you talk about evaluating this team down the stretch as well. Definitely. And you could see what a young team, how they would react in that that situation. You saw it with the Rockets. They got sloppy. They had a bunch of turnovers in the last few minutes. And Aaron Gordon was one who gave up a couple of turnovers. He's a veteran. But other players trying to do too much. Um, and, and the Kings, again, because of their muscle memory, because of what they've done thus far this season, they've learned a lot of lessons. And they have confidence with each other. If there's time left on the clock, they know they can still do something. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that's wonderful. And it's full, fully on display. And I think they up and down the chart, everybody has confidence in everyone's ability to do what they need to do, to not do too much, to not try to become a different player all of a sudden, the final seconds, to not be the hero, but to draw up a plan, execute it perfectly, and then have that confidence in each other to be able to pull out a W. Mm. 
You mentioned, you know, staying ready so you don't have to get ready. I, I, I Stay ready. Terrence Davis has been really, really good over this last, what, four-game stretch, maybe five-game stretch at this point. Uh, he had some big baskets last night. He had some big plays. Mike stuck with him. He got 15 minutes of run, and and I think, you know, I think that's another thing is we talk about, you know, it's it's part it's it's part of the game, right? When trade deadlines approach, you you just we 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 do our best, and sometimes we fail to not use words like assets. Mm. We're not talking about an asset; we're talking about another man. And mm-hmm. like Terrence, I gotta imagine this has been tough for him mm-hmm. because he knows, like he knows. He's an expiring contract. His minutes have been a little sketchy. I got to imagine this is a tough week for them. I'll p- propose something we haven't talked about here in the first two hours of, show, of the show. What if guys like Terrence Davis or Chemezi Metu or even Rashawn Holmes mm-hmm. breathe a sigh of relief now that this trade deadline is behind them? James just posted a, a, a video talking about how lively practice is today. Maybe this team is able to and up their game a little bit for these final 27, knowing I'm going to be a sacrifice. I'm going to be able to finish what we started this season. That's nothing. That stuff. We we, we don't always consider that stuff. And look, real quick, Olivia, because I want you to to answer to that. But to your point, I think this team really likes each other. Mm -hmm. And I I think they're – there's a possibility, like you just mentioned, that they're relieved that none of these guys got to go anywhere. Like you said, they get to start or they get to finish what they started together. That's been preached probably from day one, together, in this locker room, together, together. They've bought in. They really like each other. And that had to be a little stressful the last couple of days, last week or so. To, man, are we going to are we gonna lose TD? Are we, you know, I know Rashawn don't play, but that's my guy. Like, mm-hmm. man, is Rashawn going to be here? And the fact that all these guys get to stick together – and see this thing through, that could be a boost for this team as well. Yeah, I think I agree with both of you. And as much as they try to, you know, put those things in the back of their mind and just play the game, step on the court, stay ready, they're human beings. There's no way that you're not feeling stressed. You're not feeling worried about where you may land. You don't have you've come this far with this team this season. You've improved so much. You this you've built this camaraderie. You're playing for each other. And to think at any moment, you can get that phone call and say you're being shipped out. Like, that would be devastating to them. And there's no way, no matter how professional you want to, you know, approach the game, it's still, they're still human beings. They have families. They have people that are counting on them. To be uprooted in the middle of the season can be devastating. There's no doubt in my mind that it's a huge sigh of relief for those folks that we were thinking about, especially because it's difficult to get in the rotation. Once somebody starts playing really well, Mike Brown will keep playing them, which he should do. Mm -hmm. If they're playing great, if they're contributing, uh, you want to keep them on the court. And every now and then, I personally will be like, oh, yeah, what about TD? He's also an amazing player. We haven't seen him in a while. So, you know, from his perspective and other players like Matthew and Holmes, they must be thinking that as well Um, when they're sitting – for a long time, for a number of games, not being able to contribute. There's no way that they weren't feeling stress over the last few days. Um, but I'm glad, I'm so glad they're able to stay together and see this season through. And that, to me, means they can take it up a notch. I know Coach Brown had been talking about he thinks they have much more improvement in their bit. They have an ability to take it up a notch, especially on the defensive end, which they've got to do. They've got to do. One, it's going to help Domas stay out of foul trouble if we can keep people 
from getting blown past each other like they did last night. But um, I think they have um, the ability to improve. And this decision to keep everybody in place will just build more confidence in one another. It's going to be fun to watch. You mentioned Mike Brown a couple of times. Uh, There's two things I want to point out from Mike Brown. One, if you didn't happen to catch Mike Brown's comments on uh, De'Aaron Fox, I strongly encourage you to go see him because he was asked about De'Aaron hitting the free throws. And Mike, as nonchalantly as humanly possible after a stressful two-point win, it's like, yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. He's an all-star. I love that. More than the yeah. over-the-top praise. I love that. Like, of course he's going to make those free throws to win us the game. It's De'Aaron Fox. Right. I, it's I, giving, I, I love that. I love it, too. It's giving very much Chris Rock and taking care of your children. That's right. what you're supposed to do. Right. We're not going to celebrate that. De'Aaron did not get a cookie dead. last night. Yeah, he did not He did not get a cookie for, for hitting his free throws. <laughs> the other thing was, and I'm surprised this wasn't what you led with. You, you mentioned your king, Malik Monk. There's a great video out there, and I admittedly didn't catch this live, that Kenny's guy, Worldwide Wobe, posted uh, narrating that final sequence and how improbable the entire thing was. But he catches Mike yelling at Monk to jump the pass like because they saw the play, and if you go back and you watch it, you see Monk and – I don't think it was Monk and De'Aaron – but his Monk and, Monk and somebody switched, mm-hmm. and Monk was able to jump the pass. That's how he stole it. Mm-hmm. And they saw that whole thing develop, and Mike saw it, Malik saw it, and everyone executed it with no time with no time to do anything other than after the foul. We've seen it. We know what they're doing. Jump that pass. Yeah. And he did it to perfection yeah. and didn't dribble, definitely did not <laughs> dribble, and, and Mike got the call. Mike got the timeout call, and the Kings advanced it, and De'Aaron was fouled. I not, worked out perfectly, uh, but that was a hell of a job by Mike and Malik right there. Yeah, it was perfection. And again, like veteran players know what to do. Hearing Mike call out the jump, the pass, and then getting you know securing the basketball, not trying to do too much in those final seconds, having that timeout called. That's what they needed in the moment, clearly. But again, that's the confidence they have in one another to be able to execute plays, to understand that they are not out of it. They didn't give up at any point. If there's time on the clock, there's time for the Kings to win. And even if they were down by more and they couldn't have made it in the last few, they were down by five and there was no likelihood, they continue to play until the game is over. And another thing, that's what I think a bunch of Kings fans really have always respected. The team tries. And when you try and we can see that effort, we're going to root for you whether or not we get the W or the L. Luckily, we're on the other side. It seems at this point now we're cer- we're definitely celebrating many more W's than we have in the past, and I, I think it's again a testament to good coaching, good strategy, muscle memory, and playing within yourself and not trying to do too much in any given moment. Yeah, for sure, Olivia. How do you feel about uh, about the Kings not making any moves at the trade deadline? I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. What if I told you you could have Dwayne Deadman? Or Serge Ibaka. Well, is, oh. they're both. Well, I I'm about, well, yeah, I'm about to say here, uh, Serge Ibaka waived by the Pacers. People talking about they want him here. In related news, uh, at Jazzy Five Hundred will not be allowed to go to the Golden One Center if Serge Ibaka comes here. Oh, that's her. 
That's a little crush crush. Everybody loves him. Oh, man. I, I was about to Everybody say, I mean, I, I wouldn't Ibaka. mind seeing him in, in purple or I mean. Serge Ibaka going to show up to Sacramento and break up marriages. <laughs> everybody Ken, everybody Ken, loves Serge Ibaka. And Kenny's Dallas. like, no, I want Dwayne Dedman. I want Dwayne Serge Dedman. Ibaka loves everybody, too. And I Serge want him Ibaka. to grow his hair back. <laughs> All right. Jazzy 510, you are banned from the Golden One Center. <laughs> in other like, come down to LA. Come down to LA when the Kings play. Come down to LA. We can watch them together. Kenny's gonna wonder why William was contacted and season tickets were just purchased from his household. Like <laughs> one season ticket. What? <laughs> one season ticket uh, for the Sacramento Kings uh, uh, purchased from uh, the Caraway household. But that see, like the the whole thing. Like I I find the conversation because it's happening in the chatty house. It's happening on Twitter, and like I get it. But think about what we're talking about right here. Sarah Jabaka and Dwayne Dedman. Two guys who have been traded and waived. Mm -hmm. Now, hey, maybe the fit is perfect. But this is what we were talking about earlier. What does that do? Ultimately, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you with the, I'll hit you with the, what are we really talking about? When we're talking about adding Dwayne Dedman and Serge Ibaka. What are we talking about, man? What, is Serge going to sit in Alex Lynn's seat because Alex Lynn's going to be gone? <laughs> or, G G G Kessler uh, Edwards just got his first uh, promo. We'll play that for you in a minute. Mm -hmm. well, we're going to cut him after his first promo? I, I, e I don't know. Even, even more than that, guys, you look at Serge or Dwayne Dedman. Serge. And, <laughs> and <laughs> like, look, man, I, I don't mean this is no disrespect, but – if I could get Serge, 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 Serge. 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 Wait, I think I, I missed like the Serge. joke on this pronunciation. What is this about? <laughs> it's it's Beverly Hills Cop. If you remember, uh, if you remember, uh, Bronson Pinchot, Balky was in Balky. Yeah, yeah, his name was Serge, but <laughs> Axel Foley would call him Serge. Serge, Hockwell. It sounds like a detergent. Serge. <laughs> Sad Jabaka. All right, it's if it's coming get, back to me. Thank you for letting me in on the joke. If you could get Jabaka for free, okay, as opposed to giving up something and, and, and give getting, you know, Plumlee's the one that always comes up. But you know, somebody like that, like why not? Why not go to the buyout market and see what you? Can I get honestly, I wasn't expecting the Kings to do anything. If they would have done something, I would have been like, what? Who? Why? Mm -hmm. So I wasn't. I wasn't expecting any moves to be made. I think they've got a great team. I don't think they needed to give up anything for any of the players that you named, um, especially. So I think we need to ride this season out. We got some good guys together. Yeah. I think so too. And I think that's exactly how uh, Monty McNair feels and Wes Wilcox feels. And I think those guys did inquire about all of these names that we really like, like Matisse Thibel and Mason Plumley, And they all had these discussions and they determined what they were asking for probably wasn't working. Did they inquire about OG Ananobi? They very well may have. And as we have outlined on this show, as you, Casey, have outlined on this show a number of times, the first, hey, what are we looking at with OG? Okay, we're going to start with Keegan Murray and we're build from there. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, good to talk to you, uh, Messiah. We'll catch you next time. Take care, man. Be good. Holla, holla. Hit, hit him with the Teddy Long. Holla at me. Holla. And then that's what Big Boy said on that one skit. He's like, he's like, yeah, man. The guy was telling him, he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to holla at you. The big Boys, don't holla at me. No. <laughs> don't holla at me. That's what, that's what we would say to ask him for Keegan Murray. Hey, sir, no, nah, don't, don't holla at me, Masai.
<laughs> Don't holler at me. <laughs> uh, the game last night, available on all your social media channels. And She Got Next, coming soon yeah. uh, to NBC Sports California, Let's NBC go. Sports Bay Area. Uh, and we'll come back with more uh, on the Kings. We'll talk more about also, I've I've got the video of of Kessler Edwards at practice today. That brother clearly is twelve years old. Like I, this is this is an extremely young individual. We'll play this sound uh, from James Hammond, the Kings beat when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app. Live. You can watch the show on YouTube.com slash ESPN1320. We hope to show up. You'll hit the subscribe button. You'll hit the thumbs up as well. We hope you'll vote in the poll question. The poll question. Uh, been up for well over an hour now. The results have not changed. And I'm actually quite happy to see this. Sarah Hodges, uh, CBS 13. We welcome her in here. I'm going to throw this poll question at you. Do the Kings miss the playoffs, meaning the top six? Do the Kings miss the playoffs because they didn't make a deal today? Oh. I don't think so. Because I think, who who are you really going to get? That was going to, ins- like, none of those top guys that were so worried about that came from the East now to the West were going to come to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I I think the Kings have something really, really good. They have a good thing going, and they need to stick with it. And I think there's, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I agree. Seventy three percent of the voters agree with you. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, agree with you. listen, when it's all said and done, you can't predict what's going to happen in the future. And I know that's what we try to do, especially with these trades. But like anything can happen, and it does happen. Mm-hmm. We know each and every year. Every time we see these blockbuster trades and these all stars, three, four on a team, we think it's over. It's over for the rest of the for the league, but it's not. <laughs> that and does happen. That's all just the time. reality. The whole league. I believe this happened with uh, uh, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. And it what- literally happens all the time. And and there will be teams that will be like right there, but just so you know, the, the, the Kings can be one of these sneaky teams that really nobody expects that just plays hard together. They have chemistry. They know each other's game now, and. They play their way in and they don't look at everything else that's going on. Cause I'm not going to lie. Like last night when I saw KD going to Phoenix, I was like, started like stressing out for the Kings. I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is happening. Like this is, this is now, this is a different conversation when we look at the West and the standings and just how close it is. Like now I'm worried. Well, look, we, I did that. We were recording a podcast. It kind of broke like, as we're preparing to do the podcast, I'm on there immediately like, yo, what are the Kings going to do? They got they got to do something. And then, you know, you think about it for a little bit and you're like, they don't need to do anything. Once yeah. again, you're not in the um, situation where you can get Kyrie or KD or something like that. Michael Bridges, they talking about, they were trying to talk about four first rounders for Mike. I'm not spending four mm. first rounders on Michael Bridges, Jay Crowder, all this. Like, if it works, it works. Crowder's but, a dog now. Crowder is a dog, but once again, where, where's I mean, he? Where's he going to play? <laughs> Isn't that where he went? Didn't they? Didn't they the move Bucks him to Milwaukee? Him. Yeah. yeah. But but the thing about it with all these guys is, who are you willing to take minutes away from mm-hmm. if you're the Kings? Like Crowder, come you trade for uh, Jay Crowder? Okay, you starting him over Keegan Murray? You're okay with that? You know, I, maybe you are, maybe you're not. I don't know. But the the point is, the group that they have is already pretty damn good. 
They've proven themselves throughout the first three quarters of the season. And I think they're still going to be all right. I don't have any worries about this roster. I mean, from what we've seen out of them so far, should we? I mean, obviously there's there's ways, but there there's ways with even the best team. You know, even even the top two teams, you know, in the league, they're, they're, they have up and down games. That's just what it's about. Like you're never going to be perfect 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that we all have realized, and if you, if you didn't already know this, now you definitely know that this is for sure De'Aaron's team. There's oh, yeah. no doubt about it. And in his absence, the Kings felt it. And I'm so glad to see De'Aaron back because I feel like his team needed him to come back. Like they were almost like, Loki lost their identity without him. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think the other thing that's 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 so accurate. Let's uh, let's stick with the trade deadline for one second because I do want to get to the game Sorry. last night. Um, the no, it's it's it, no, it's great. Every, everything is about, about De'Aaron and the squad and playing. I think part of the uneasiness with a lot of Kings fans is they look around and feel like the Clippers got better. Phoenix landed Kevin Durant. The Lakers got younger, and D'Angelo Russell is going in there, and you've got LeBron and Anthony Davis and all of those different things. They shift out Russell Westbrook, so every beat writer on the Los Angeles Lakers, the way that they write, the, the Lakers should go 28-0 now the rest of the season with the big problem, what? Russell Westbrook being gone. <laughs> and you, oh, maybe did Portland get better? Did Minnesota get better? And I think that magnified some Kings fans' discomfort with the Kings not making a move is the fact that it felt like everyone around them did, and many people believe a lot of those teams got better. Who? Uh, my question is, okay, well, like, who would you guys have felt better, like, felt good about getting then? Like, I understand mm-hmm. that concern because I'm concerned when I look at, like, these big names coming, but, like, the Kings were never going to get them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, like, where I understand mm-hmm. there's that concern but like, what it, what exactly did you want? And like you said, who are you going to trade out for those players? Right. right. What it, players do you like better that you were realistically going to get than what the Kings have? Yeah. And I think that's probably what Vivek and Monte were looking at too. Yeah. And you look at guys like th- that were mentioned: Plumlee, Thibel, uh Josh Richardson. I wouldn't feel bad if the Kings got him. Wasn't was there a like one. a Derrick Rose conversation in Derrick there too? Rose was like mentioned this one. morning as well. Like, I, I wouldn't feel bad if the Kings got like those are fine ball players. Like, that's a good addition. But once again, what am I giving up? And right. where does that fit into what the Kings already have going on? Like you exactly. said, Plumlee comes, then he, he he plays for Metsu. That's good. Plumlee's a solid defender. I guess he does dribble handoffs like DeMontis Sabonis, so that's a good – according to some, that's a good reason that, that, to have him. But he's a terrible free-throw shooter. He's got no real offensive game. And he can't stay out of foul trouble himself half the time when I watch him. So there are cons to bringing those guys in. Are you sure that those cons are just going to, you know, fit seamlessly with what the Kings already have going on? I don't know. Exactly. Like the chemistry is so good right now. Do you tamper with that, with those names? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that's, I think, what you have to consider. Like, yeah, if you're going to get Kevin Durant, obviously you shake things up. But, you know, knowing that you're not going to get an all-star like that and knowing the level of play, you guys are third in the West right now and have beat good teams. Like, they still have a lot to prove. Don't get me wrong. Like, a lot. But I feel like they're in a good position if they just – 
stick to the game plan and worry about themselves. It's easy to get discouraged when you look at what everybody else is doing, Mm. you know, but we've known through history and through covering all of these trade deadlines that it doesn't always work out. Like it looks on paper, right? So I like what the Kings are doing. I really do. I like the way that they look, um, Against, I mean, you know, I think that they should be playing better, obviously, against the Rockets whenever you're ready to transition. But, you know. Yeah, we can transition now. And and, and I'll stop you right there. Let's talk about the game. I don't give a damn how they played. (laughs) They won. And at the end of the night, when you're down uh, uh, with, with the – when you're down, what was it, uh, two points with or one point with the ball? One point uh, with one point, with, two with your, seconds. With your opponent having the ball with two seconds left, and you wind up winning, hey, <laughs> I don't give a damn how you right, got there. A win there. is a win is a win, right? I'm with you care. on that. I'm with you on that. I'm just saying, if, like, if we're going to pick apart the issues. But, no, you're right. Like, finally a call went the Kings' way. Like – I was so upset at that call, even after reviewing it, saying that it was out on Deer and Fox. I was like, this is just a joke. And then when Malik Monk just did his thing and then everybody was on the same page, coach called the timeout at the perfect time. De'Aaron ends up getting fouled, which thank God, because it wasn't going in regardless. Yeah, yeah. It was was just. It was a heck of a way to finish the game, man. Um, I like the fight from this team. We talked about a little bit with Olivia, but you look at this team. And they never feel like they're out of it. You know, they could be down five with a minute to go. And we, all we got to do is a two and a three. We're back into this mm-hmm. thing. We're tying it up. They they feel like they can win any game in any situation. And it you can see that type of confidence with mm-hmm. the way they play, with the way they continue to battle. Because it's always like, yeah, if we just do this and that. We talked about it way back when at the, the Washington game where the crowd was trying to win them. But also yeah. you could feel the Kings like, man, we just – Man, we we one of the best scoring teams in the yeah. league, the best scoring team in the league. We just hit a couple of threes. We hot. Mm-hmm. We're in this thing. Like right. that's the confidence they exude as a as a right. team. And uh, last night, it's probably a big reason why they won. No, absolutely. You just want to see that confidence in against really good opponents, and then you feel really comfortable. At least for me, like for them, they feel confident. It doesn't matter who it is, right? Like mm-hmm. from I guess a fan's perspective, and me wanting the Kings to be great for the city of Sacramento and for all of you, you know, you want to see that happen against really good teams. So then you, you go in, you know, closer to when it's down the stretch, when it's really going to matter and you get those wins and then you feel confident, like, okay, we can do this. We can be down by a little and still come back. Cause that's something that the Kings haven't been able to prove in the past. Mm-hmm. 